1: A little time off went to florida uh but always great to be back in the great mid-south of memphis uh, i'm looking at a picture that i got up on my uh, facebook page today for a promo for the show of the mid-south barbecue and uh it looks great i mean it's kind of an aerial drone shot and uh it looks like the old barbecue except it's about half the size and i talked to a number of people that uh went down for that and also to the Music Fest, and they all said that while they liked the setup, uh, the the space situation, we know it impacted Music Fest. They were really down in ticket sales, and of course I don't think as many people paid to get in to see the barbecue as they did, so the question will be how long can they sustain um, if they don't make enough money to put the thing on every year. So that will be something we'll explore as the days and weeks move on. Uh, in the meantime, uh, weather could not have been better for the barbecue here or for uh, a trip to Florida. It was around 80 every day for a high, got a little bit of a warmer a couple of days. The, the seas were great. That uh, seaweed that uh, comes from Africa is affecting southern Florida and the east coast of Florida, but not so much in fact, not at all in the panhandle part, which is where we were in Destin. So, if you're planning a trip, I would go as early as possible because it could uh, start moving up. Because there is some of it down to Mexico, Central America, and that's where the one the the drift that we get and the the tides and the uh, the kind of this, the jet stream of the Gulf comes up and does a clockwise turn around the Gulf. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> to the, um, the, I guess the Gulf side of the peninsula of Florida. So right now it's just beautiful down there. The crowds really aren't there yet, which is good news. If you plan on getting out and, uh, and want to be able to, uh, to, uh, uh go without having to wait, we did went to Bochamps, which is a very famous restaurant. there, one of the most popular restaurants there in San Destin. And it was, uh, it was packed. Uh, it was, uh, they said it could be as much as a two and a half hour wait. It turned out it was just two hours, so that was good. But uh, I'm not a big waiter. <laughs> if it's like twenty minutes ago, let's go someplace else. <laughs> but they all I, I succumbed, and we uh, we hung out there, and uh, and really had a good meal. And uh, my grandson, uh, there was lots to see and do there. They've, it's a place where they bring in uh, the big charter boats, uh, come in there and offload their catch of the day. And so you see all these people coming in with, uh, all the fish, the red fish, the grouper, just everything. You'll see a little bit of everything there. And so, uh, trip to Florida is good. I don't think I'd ever want to live on the coast, uh, just because it's so different from where we live here. And I do love the, the big trees here we have, uh, and it's so green and lush. And, uh, although it does get hot, but it gets hot in Florida. And if you're not on, not on the beach and a you know, nice breeze blowing, you, you're trying to work outside to do anything in Florida. <laughs> it's one hot place. So, at uh, any rate, uh, uh, we've just got the beginning of the summer to go, so you got lots of time to work on travel plans. But uh, uh, I do encourage anybody to go down to uh, Destin, San Destin. It's one of the best beaches in the world. I've been to a lot of beaches around the world, and – it beats anything I've ever been to. Uh, a lot of news was made while we were gone. At one, I heard this while we were in Florida. The NAACP issues a travel advisory to Florida for hostility. Uh, let's listen to that cut. That's cut one.
2: NAACP has issued a travel advisory for Florida, and it's urging the black community to avoid visiting or moving to the Sunshine State. According to the statement, the advisory comes in direct response to Republican Governor Ron DeSantis's quote, aggressive attempts to erase black history, and it calls Florida openly hostile toward African-Americans, people of color, and the LGBTQ individuals. CNN has reached out to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for comment, but did not receive a response.
1: Uh, we saw a, a number of, everywhere we went uh, of uh, people of color in Florida, and also the LGBTQ uh, g- groups and individuals were there, and and uh, nobody was hostile in any way toward anybody. It was a very harmonious uh, time. We didn't see any fights. There were no break-ins. There were no car thefts. <laughs> uh, as far as uh, hostile to anybody, there was there was no hostility towards anybody. I didn't see any arguments in restaurants, in grocery stores. There were nobody at a fast food restaurant jumping over the counter, beating anybody up. In fact, it was a very, very civilized, peaceful place to go to. So uh, obviously the NAACP has other issues they're trying to push across the line there. And then uh, I like this. uh, The president goes on a confusing ramble. This is at the G7. This this will come as a shock to you. It's uh, cut number two.
0: And there's a
3: lot of other — for example, the idea that we're — in terms of uh, taxes that they refuse to — for example, we — I was able to balance the budget and pass everything from the the Global Warming Bill — anyway, I was able to cut by $1.7 billion in the first two years the deficit that we uh, were — were accumulating. And uh, because I was able to say to it that the 55 corporations in America that made 40 400 billion dollars or 40 billion dollars 400 billion dollars that uh, they uh, they pay zero in tax zero.
1: How much was that again, Joe? Uh, then our representative Steve Cohen um, and I've known him for years, and he's always been Steve Cohen. Says it will be hard for Biden to negotiate with McCarthy and the Republican legislative terrorist on the um, debt ceiling. Uh, listen to this. Cut five.
2: I'm sure there'd be a legal process that would play out, but I always go with Lawrence Tribe. Uh, if he He's my expert. I think he's considered one of the finest attorneys and legal minds in this country on constitutional issues and others. And he believes it's a valid uh, clause that needs to be uh, foremost in, in the president's mind and that you don't have to make a deal. And the, and the whole debt ceiling is is irrelevant. The Constitution says you have to honor the debt. So I think it's an ace in the hole for the president. I think he'd like to negotiate, and he'd like to be able to show he can work together with the Republicans. It's going to be difficult. McCarthy's got to work with uh, George Santos, and who knows who he is or what he thinks. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert, they're about as closely tied to reality as Santos is. So he's got a whole bunch of those people to deal with, and they can result in the end of his speakership. So it's going to be difficult for President Biden to negotiate with somebody who has those type of uh, – Legislative terrorist on their team, uh, and the Fourteenth Amendment is an ace in the hole.
1: What an idiot! Uh, here's another guy, Representative Cohen, saying Republican terrorist for, for uh, oh that's the same guy. Okay, I was wondering. I saw it there twice. Uh, that if you demand that they balance the budget and, and do something about the the debt, that the, you're a terrorist. <laughs> That'd be like. You going up to your wife saying, if you spend any more money, uh, put anything else on the American Express card this month, you are now going to be considered a terrorist in our family. (laughs) See how far that goes. So, um, anyway, those are the kind of the major points I saw today. Uh, Peter Ducey asked Biden about a debt ceiling breach. If anyone was to blame him. And he said, basically, uh, they're going to blame me for whatever doesn't happen, and they're not going to give me any credit for anything good that happens. I haven't seen anything good that he's done yet, quite frankly. Um, and uh, anything else? No, the rest of it's just yow uh, yow. And they're supposedly meeting on the debt ceiling right now, uh, but it's not Biden, and it's not uh, the, the speaker. It's the, their staff and deputies would just like sitting in the B team so that you don't get blamed for not doing anything. And, uh, which, you know how that always works out. And, uh, I was going to go to, I'll do it during the break and we'll check out traffic. Although we had traffic at the beginning, I think it looks like it's pretty good out there and the weather is just gorgeous out there. I think it was 86 coming in, very little humidity. I even had the window down (coughs) just driving along. Uh, enjoying this incredible weather in the Mid-South because, you know, it ain't going to (laughs) last. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Stay with us. And welcome back on a lovely afternoon here in the Mid-South. This is probably as good as the weather ever gets uh, in the spring, uh, going into the summer. So uh, definitely get out and enjoy it. Uh, I was watching uh, long-range forecast for the week, and uh, we have nothing but sunshine through Memorial Day. So that is, uh, is it Memorial Day. It's Labor, which which is the one coming up next Monday. Is that Labor Day? I think it's Labor Day. Memorial Day. Uh, well, I remember that. I can't remember which one it is. <laughs> but it's a holiday and it's for the, probably the biggest boating day of the year. I remember doing stories with the coast guard over the years in television. And it's the one day where they have the most drownings of any day throughout the rest of the year. Cause it's the first big day. Everybody gets out and, uh, they drink too much. They don't wear their life jackets and I don't care. And I saw it happening in Florida. Uh, people out there on paddle boards, no life jacket, kayaks, no life jackets. And, uh, they said that the number one trait that they see, and this is on lakes and the coast and every place else, is that uh, the drowning victims, if they're male, usually have their zipper down, which means they were relieving themselves, standing up in the boat or on the side of a dock, fall in the water, and they drown. So especially, <laughs> be careful with your, when you're, when you're uh, taking care of business because it could lead to severe, not just over-drinking, I mean, you know, just... Uh, Wait till you get back and on safe on shore. Where if you worse, what happens you fall down and bust your nose. So, uh, just keep that in mind. And uh, I did notice that uh, golf carts are just all over the place in Florida. Now. If you've got a golf cart, and a lot of people have golf carts where I live because I live out around a golf course. And so, uh, all these people have that and they have them not for playing golf, just to scoot around the neighborhood and go visit friends and that kind of thing, take the kids for rides, let them use it. Uh, but in Florida, and you can rent them, but they're, they ain't cheap. But everybody has them. In fact, you pull up into a parking place and you think, oh, it's empty. And you get up there, and here in Memphis, you see a lot of times, excuse me, allergies are once again attacking me. But you'll see, uh, it looks like an empty place, and you get closer and look in it's a motorcycle. Well, in Florida, they're golf carts. They're pulled. They're, they're not as big as a car, so they pull them way forward. You pull up and you look, and you think it's a parking place, but it ain't. So, in that respect, it's uh, it's uh, kind of a drag. But I guess if you got one, uh, it's cool, and uh, they're not cheap either. <clears throat> they start around thirty five. I mean, but some old beat up ones for two thousand. But who wants an old beat up one? So, if you're interested in uh, going to Florida and you've got a golf cart, get a trailer and trailer it on down, you will put it to good use. I can tell you that. And uh looking at other uh stuff going on uh TikTok other social media trends thrusting performance uh, uh crimes into spotlight TikTok. There's a lot of places just banning a lot of colleges and schools just banning TikTok altogether. Uh and then uh so it looks like uh, Bezos is engaged. He you know, you just got through a big divorce and paid out, I don't know how many billions. Amazon's head chief Bezos and his girlfriend Lauren Sanchez are engaged. An insider close to the couple tells Page Six exclusively that the pair are currently in the south of France for the Cannes Film Festival, where they have been hitting the star-studded party circuit while staying in a five hundred million his five hundred million dollar yacht, with a mermaid resembling Sanchez adorning ador, adorning the prow they mean the bow I guess it could be the prow rumors have been swirling for months that the pair are set to be wed mostly due to the speculation about a massive heart-shaped ring Sanchez 53 wears the 59-year-old billionaire and broadcast journalist yeah see his picture of her um have been inseparable since they started dating in 2018. News broke that they were a couple in 2019, but the duo kept it low profile in his divorce from his wife of 25 years. Mackenzie Scott was finalized. Um, didn't say how much Mackenzie made off with, but he apparently still has a couple of quid left, and uh, his girlfriend, Miss Sanchez, he goes, the rest of it's mine. <laughs> i got... He's got a bunch left, and I'm taking half of it. <laughs> You'd think he'd learn his lesson, man. If, I, if, I, if I'd be cleaned out by my first wife and they took half the billions I had, I'd sit there and go, you know what? I'm thinking monk, you know, <laughs> play a lot of golf. <laughs> hire, hire a maid, keep the place clean, and uh, just, uh, you know, kind of take it easy. But, uh, you know, there you are. It says there'll be a great, great, let see, the first, uh, she has traveled with him worldwide during their courtship, Said so in November, that they, she plans to follow in the Blue Origin Founders' footsteps and go to space. He's paying, of course. He <laughs> yeah. can get a deal on that. It'll be a great group of females, she said, the troops, uh, trip's potential crew. Well, the former news anchor says Bezos um, would not join her on the expedition. She gushed about him in January interview with Wall Street Journal magazine. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at his yacht right now. It's got a big swimming pool on the rear deck. And I'm sure there's a place somewhere to land the helicopter. That may be that may be the landing pit. That's what that is. It's got a big H on it. Yeah, but it was blue, so that kind of... Yeah, he's got the, on the bow of the ship, and, uh, or I guess the prow. they've got this wood-carved rendition of his girlfriend on the front as a mermaid. Uh, but it says, he's so happy and inspires me every day. He makes me a better person every day. He's the most loving human I know, she told the outlet. I wonder if his ex-wife says the same thing. He was great right, right up until the end. And then I took him for half of everything he's got. He knows I've been there, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, man. Celebrities. Uh, so the Amazon founder was uh, previously married to novelist Mackenzie Scott for 25 years. And I do remember her saying how happy they were, but then I saw pictures of them toward the end, and she always had this scowl on her face. Uh, and... Uh, so. Uh, it says Sanchez, uh, in white cell, 58, have two kids. This is a guy that she was married to before, Ella, 15, and Evan, 16. She also shares a 22-year-old son, Nico, with former NFL player Tony Gonzalez. So she's got a history. She's been married a couple of times, or was She's got kids from two different guys, and uh, so quite the popular person. Scott, fifty-two, who shares four children with Bezos, got, get this, are you ready for this? $38 billion with a B in the divorce settlement, pledging half to charity. Think you can make it on a half a $38 billion? I could. I'm just saying. All right, we can take a quick break, and then we got uh, Randy Hutchison with the Better Business Bureau coming in to talk about IRS scams you need to be aware of. So stay with us.
0: Now, back to the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. Once again, Earl Farrell.
1: And thank you very much, and uh, welcome back in. Joining me in studio right now, Randy Hutchison with the Better Business Bureau of the Great Mid-South. And today we're talking about the IRS's dirty dozen tax scams. And uh, every end up around tax season, which is we're right in the middle of, uh, that's when they start hitting people.
3: Well, no. Well, that's when the IRS publishes their list. But one of the pieces of advice to folks is some of these scams operate year-round. Some of them tend to peak uh, and really play off of uh, tax season, but some of them, uh, particularly the most common one that we'll talk about, uh, phony IRS agents call you. People get those calls all year. But anyway, the IRS does publish their, their list of what they call annual list, dirty dozen tax scams. Uh, what I'll talk about are the ones that we tend to see and hear from people uh, about the most. There are some that are pretty sophisticated, geared towards uh, high-income people or people with a lot of complex sorts of income, phony offshore uh, investments and that sort of thing. But we're going to talk about the ones that uh, <clears throat> the Better Business Bureau hears about the most and people tend to fall for the most. And the most common, and this, we hear about it year-round mm-hmm. and we've talked about it before, uh, is people getting messages, which may be by text, may be by email. These days, it's even possible it could be social media, it could be a phone call uh, that purports to come from an IRS. Uh, the IRS, somebody says they're an IRS agent, and you're you're delinquent on your taxes. And if you don't pay your taxes, uh, you make arrangement to make some sort of a payment immediately on the phone. Uh, an IRS agent is going to come knocking on your door. Uh, and arrest you. Okay? Now, uh, let me say up front, the vast majority of people know better. The vast majority of people don't fall for it, <clears throat> but enough do that it's, a, it's profitable enough for the crooks to keep doing, keep making these sorts of calls and messages. Um, next one, unscrupulous tax preparers. Uh, in particular, uh, red flags you want to watch out for if you're engaging a tax preparer uh, is one that bases the fee on the size of the refund, uh, or prepares a very big one, prepares a return, but refuses to sign it and, and does, <laughs> won't put their, what's called their IRS Preparer Tax Identification Number, P10 is the acronym, uh, won't put that probably because they don't have one. And the probably IRS calls good. those people uh, ghost preparers. Uh, uh, and then um, <clears throat> uh, typically, in particular, all time, particularly after. Um, natural or human disasters. Fake charities pop up that claim to be IRS tax-exempt charities that will take your money uh, and put it to good and try to help the folks who are affected by whatever the the, the disaster is. And by the way, if you deduct uh, can deduct your uh, charitable contributions, we're IRS uh, tax-exempt when they aren't really. Uh, and then there's one that... Uh, uh, targets tax professionals and uh, professionals in particular, you know, phishing uh, is a form of uh, scam or fraud where they try to get you to provide information claiming to be from your bank, claiming to be you're from the IRS, or just uh, sometimes just opening a link in an email or a text message can cause you a problem. Well, spear phishing is a more uh, sophisticated, targeted sort of uh, uh, phishing that uh, it aims at specific kinds of professionals. In this case, tax prof- professionals tries to trick them into divulging client data that then allows their crooks to file fraudulent returns or commit other forms of identity theft. Because
1: the tax preparers have all of your information. Right. And if they don't guard it uh, very well, then uh, you could be totally exposed.
3: And then one that was on the list that I would kind of put in between these very common ones that really rely to, uh, to some extent on people's emotions getting out in, in front of their, if you will, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but their common sense. You know, the IRS is not going to call you and demand that you pay, make a payment using a gift card or an iTunes gift card or something, but people <laughs> have done that. Uh, but somewhere between that and the real sophisticated uh, high, uh, uh, scams geared at uh, really higher income people is something we see uh, advertised on TV and the internet quite a bit. Uh, what are called Offers and Compromise. Uh, offers and Compromise is a legitimate program, IRS program, that helps people who can't pay to settle their federal tax debts, to help them work out some sort of a payment arrangement. But Offer and Compromise mills trick people into paying thousands of dollars with false promises that they're going to get their tax obligations settled for pennies on the dollar. You see these <clears> things advertised on the internet, on TV, on radio. There are legitimate ones. Um, They almost sometimes sound the same. Obviously, uh, uh, if you think one of these, if you're going to appeal to one of these outfits to help you settle your debts with the IRS, be sure that it's a legitimate outfit and that you're not being asked to pay money up front before they uh, they help you. Uh, (coughs) So some of the advice to avoid becoming the victim, Folks need to recognize that the IRS initiates most contact through regular mail, uh, will never initiate contact by email, text, or social media regarding a tax bill or refund. Now, if you've engaged them or you've reached out to them, they may start, I guess, corresponding with you that way, but if you get a message out of the blue, an email or a phone call saying, we're the IRS and if you don't pay immediately, uh, you're in trouble, uh, it is. I want to say 100%. I never say anything. 100 99.9%. It's a. It's a scam. When you're dealing with a tax preparer, never sign a blank return. Never sign an incomplete return. Uh, understand that ultimately, uh, the IRS is going to look to you. Uh, if your <clears throat> your return is inaccurate, if you've claimed deductions or expenses you're not allowed to claim, or if you have not listed income that you should have listed you know, at some point the tax preparer may get in some pr- trouble too, but it's your return. Um, people who want to contribute to a charitable cause, to a disaster, a fund, uh, just recognize that if you are going to try to deduct the uh, deduct it on your taxes, uh, be sure that it truly is a tax-exempt organization recognized by the IRS. Uh, when it comes to these offers and compromise, and it's a, it's a complicated program, they're very specific criteria that will make people eligible to participate in it, you can go to IRS.gov yourself to find out what the criteria are, to find out if you're eligible, and to initiate the process to see if by chance you might be able to take advantage of it. Just be wary of anybody who contact or even you see a glitzy ad. Uh, be wary and be sure that the outfit, if you, if you seek uh, third-party help, and there are legitimate organizations that will help you. Again, just do your best. Check check them out with us. Check them out online. Be sure they are legitimate. And then to quote the IRS commissioner, something sort of paraphrases what we've said all the time, but when uh, they put out the dirty dozen tax scams, the IRS commissioner said, people should always remember to be wary if a tax deal sounds too good to be true.
1: Yeah. any deal. that sounds like it's going to come well, out in your favor. A tax right? deal, yeah.
3: but we, we've talked all the time. There's really any deal. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Too good to be true.
1: And something else to to you went over a little bit, when we were talking about the um, on scrupulous tax return preparers uh, not wanting to sign it or put their PTI in uh, on there. It really comes down is you're even though we have an accounting firm has been doing our taxes for a year. You sign it, they're going to come to they're you. Going to come to you. What you have no. the advantage of is your tax preparers, if they prepared your taxes, will come and answer questions on why they did it the way they and did. You it.
3: You want to be sure you're dealing with a tax <clears throat> preparer who is going to be there if the IRS comes calling. Exactly. You don't want one of these pop up outfits or outfits that even when you're trying to deal with them, they're not as responsive as they should be. Uh, again, I've seen. Uh, legitimate tax preparers say we'll help you get uh, as much as you're entitled to, you know, depending on how they phrase it, but somebody who, again, uh, charges a fee based on how much uh, they're gonna, you're going to get back, uh, something to, uh, to watch out for. So check out tax preparers with us. Be sure they've got a good record. We can uh, provide a roster of a better business bureau accredited tax preparers uh, uh, who we have checked out, and we know, for example, they have the the, uh, the pr- preparer tax identification number. They're not what the IRS calls ghost preparers.
1: Well, it's uh, it's like everything else. They're always out there looking. So, um, and I think more and more people are, are starting to get to the point where they just they don't recognize the number that's calling. They just don't answer it.
3: Well, and, and we, write, we we advise that. Um, of course, the, the 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 crooks are getting more sophisticated, that the number may look like yours or it may only be a, a few digits off. and, and you, yeah, that's, that's what's what you, called neighbor spoofing. Yeah. And, and Studies have shown that people who are conditioned now to not answer an 800 call, if they see a number that's 901, and then in my case, the first three digits of my number, 212, might be so they kind of look at it and say, well, that, that might be a doctor, that might be my kid's school, that might be one I should answer. But then if it sounds like a robocall... Hang
1: on. Yeah. I even saw my number calling me one time. We've
3: had uh, yeah. we've had uh, reports of that.
1: Because They'll answer this because it's their number. They'll yeah. want to know what's going on. And so to be aware of all of it. Well, you just got back from Chicago. How was Chicago? I mean, from just going in, flying in, being there? I,
3: I was there for uh, three days and uh, flew direct, flew in for that. A little chilly. I, I checked the weather report right before I left. and I didn't think I'd need a jacket. and mm. And I, I did I didn't have one but we were only walking to dinner a couple blocks so, yeah, yeah and it ended up being okay
1: but I guess the the crime is not downtown
3: I was downtown um, but I didn't see anything I, I didn't it, it was fine and in and the part of town that was I, I guess just a uh, a block or two off the Miracle Mile and uh, everything was fine uh, the, the, the downtown that I saw
1: well good I love Chicago I think it's a great city I just Wish they could get a handle on their crime situation there and their murder rate. They had that twenty-some people that were killed over the weekend there. Yep. yep. And so, glad you're back. Had a safe trip. Yep. Randy Hutchins with Better Business Viewer. If you got a question on anything and uh, a company, any company you're going to hire, check with the BBB first because uh, you want to make sure that that if at least there are no complaints against them out there.
3: Well, or you know even good companies get complaints <laughs> that they're working with us to resolve them. That they have a good grade and and. Uh, Again, if that's a Better Business your accredited business, and we've checked to be sure they have the right licenses or, in this case, the other tax credentials that we talked about.
1: There you go. All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks. All right. We're going to take a quick break, then we'll be right back. Stay with us. <music> and welcome back. You know, I was on vacation uh, down in Florida, but I still uh, tuned into the news every minute. And then I listened to KWAM while I was down there. Uh, be sure and go to themighty990.com where you can download our app. Uh, it's clear as a bell wherever you and your smartphone are. I was sitting on my balcony uh, down on the beach in Florida and came in clear as a bell. And uh, it's absolutely free. So be sure to check that out. Also, my uh, podcast, which is available on uh, kwam.com. all the shows are there, uh, just minus the uh, commercials and uh, the news and weather and all that. It's just the interviews. Uh, so, if there's a show you in particular heard about and wanted to go back and check on it, uh, it's a great place to go. Plus, you can listen to them just drive down your car, drive down the street in your car, uh, and uh, it's a lot better than uh, most of the stuff you can hear out there anymore. I, in fact, you know all the stations. I went through this big changeover where. Rock one hundred three is no longer a Rock one hundred three. Uh, FM one hundred is no longer FM one hundred. And then uh, there was some country western station that's no longer a country western station. I think uh, in Kicks one hundred six is is it still country or did it switch over too? Who knows? I mean, it's they're they're shuffling like cards, and uh, so uh, you know, you I think more and more people are doing by appointment only for whatever they want to listen to. I mean, I've got Bluetooth in my car. I've got, uh, I can listen to Pandora when I'm driving down the interstate. I've got satellite uh, radio there where I can listen to any kind of music I want. But if you want to stay up on local events and the weather and what's going on in your town, get the KWAM Mighty 990 app and you're always in touch. Uh, But the whole thing with New York, I love this. Texas has been dealing with this ever since Joe Biden took office. But they didn't start showing up until New York until the governor Abbott of Texas started sending busloads to New York. And now the squawking just won't stop. New York City Democratic Mayor Eric Adams has a new proposal for dealing with migrants crossing the border. It involves the federal government dispersing them across America, not just here in New York. In fact, they weren't sending any New York. That was the governor that did that. He said, we have 108,000 cities, villages, and towns, Adams said, when asked if the federal government should send immigrants or migrants elsewhere, uh, if everyone takes a small portion of that and is coordinated with the border to ensure that those who are coming here to this country in a lawful manner is actually moved through the entire country, it is not a burden on one city. Uh, and but you know, the thing is, just, he said in a lawful manner, they are they are invading our country. You know, I understand they're trying to get away from whatever they're, they're leaving in their countries, but so we're going to give up what we got so that they can get away from what they got and bring it here because they're just letting them in wholesale. Look how many people that they do catch who are criminals who, I mean, the whole thing, the, the, the cartels are making billions of dollars. Each person coming to this country, whether they get in or not, they have to pay the cartel $5,000 a person just across the border. So who's making money on this deal? But Adams says it's unfair to the city of New York and all the about cities to carry the burden of a national problem. Adams began busing migrants to surrounding counties in recent weeks in an attempt to alleviate the severity of the issue in New York City. And what he referred to as a decompression strategy, both Rockland and Orange counties sued to stop the move. This is a home rule state and New York City does not have the authority over this county or town to volunteer us for placement especially when we are telling them we do not have the infrastructure to help, Rockland County Executive Ed Day said. And then you heard about last week where they evicted a uh, one wedding party was scheduled to stay at this hotel, I think in that Rockland County, and they said your whole deal's been canceled. All the rooms you've, uh, you've uh, reserved for your wedding party and for the, the event have been canceled. Good luck to you. And they called up and said, "Well, it can we? Is there anybody we can talk to? No, it's not. Our, it's out of our hands. The federal government decided this and told us what we're doing. <clears throat> Actually, it wasn't the federal government. It was uh, New York City because New York City was sending people, and they told them. I don't still don't know where it, where the authority comes from. You would think that would have to be the governor of New York, but she's not saying anything, and uh, it's just." Uh, I love it. They, they sit there and say, this is not a problem. The border is not out of control. And Then you got a guy like the, the mayor of New York City said, oh yeah, it's definitely out of control. And we've got to do something to alleviate it it's going to ruin the city. And I agree with him. It is going to ruin it. We're going to take a quick break. Don't forget uh, Jim Miller with the news at the top of the hour along with traffic and weather. And then we'll be back. And thank you very much, and welcome back. Uh, do do report a couple of accidents that were not covered by traffic. There's uh, an accident at Poplar Avenue west of uh, Poplar Pike, uh, the exit uh, to Ridgeway Loop Road. Uh, that was reported at 345 by the MPD, and then there's another one uh, up north uh, at the Covington Pike. At raleigh Lagrange, uh, that was reported at 321, so they're working those two accidents. Otherwise, there's some slowdowns in some areas and everything else that looks uh, pretty darn good. Now, I think, you know, with the uh, kids getting out of school over the summer, people are starting to leave the city, which I always highly recommend. Get out! <laughs> Stay off the roads. Clear it out for the rest of us so we get around without having to be impeded. I do uh, mention I just got back from uh, Florida Some of the things I noticed, I mean, over the, I mean, we've been going down there. Kathy, I went there on our honeymoon, uh, which is coming up on 37 years uh, in June. So 37 years uh, I've been going there. And you you watch trends that come and go. One of the trends that, remember years ago when boogie boards first started, Dylan, did you ever get a boogie board and go down to the coast?
2: I have never gone seriously. I've gone. You know those little. Uh, what are the ones that you just lay on? Yeah, that's a boogie board. Okay, okay. Then that's that's what I've done. Yeah, yeah you but can I'm run, not very good at it.
1: You can run and skim along the water as it comes in right at the shore, and right along. And then you can also take it out, and kind of body surf on the waves. But yeah, I grew up in West Texas. So there were no waves of any kind. <laughs> there were there were no lakes, creeks, or anything. But I've noticed that... the. Uh, this time, I didn't see one boogie board. The big, new popular thing are these paddle boards. It's like a surfboard the <coughs> that, you, that you stand on, and then you have this uh, long paddle. And, uh, and when it's really calm out there, you see that's all you see out there. And then uh, the other thing I saw is the first one I ever saw was here, right there at, uh, at uh, Wolf River and Poplar, the, the lake along the Green, green Line. There's a guy who was out there on a, what's called an electric surfboard, and it has this uh, foil that comes down on the water. It looks like a big ski, and you get it up to speed, and then you just lean back on the, the board or lean forward. I've never done it, but it, and all of a sudden it lifts out of the water, and you, the amount of surface that's actually touching the water is very small, and it's got a propeller on that, and, it man, they, you just haul across the water. It's really kind of fun to watch. Uh you can rent them there. I think it was something like a hundred and seventy five an hour. You get a bunch of people together and all take a turn at it. It's not bad. They're expensive to buy. They're I think he started about seventy five hundred dollars, but uh, those are really cool. Uh also uh volleyball's real big. They had a big net that was set up right in front of our condominiums out in the sand. And the young people are really playing that a lot. In fact I noticed that it's uh there are people it's like people go to the beach now in groups. Used to when I was growing up, you know, you had a girl you were dating and something, you and maybe another couple went together. Now it's uh, groups of about ten, fifteen young people, girls and guys, and they all walk up and down the beach together. But it's not like they're with anybody, which is kind of a different approach to the way it was when I was growing up. But and 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 there, I didn't see any drinking really by young people, uh, not like it used to be, where everybody was down there and they were, you know. Getting beer and going down and getting plastered and stumbled around on the beach. And I was, in fact, I was talking to a woman I know that's from Ireland, and she said that you go over to Europe and European young people don't drink at all. Probably because they <laughs> look at their older relatives and all. I said, we don't want to be that way. And, uh, but I thought that was interesting. So there's a, now, of course, I'm not talking about spring break. This is uh, destined now. And I'm not saying that there won't be a you probably go down there, <laughs> everybody's plastered on the beach, right? What, what was the world talking about? <laughs> but these are this is a private beach. We stayed at this place called the Inn at Crystal Beach. And right next to it was a public beach, but I didn't see any craziness going on over there. And I think, uh, you know, for the most part, I think people are much more responsible, but didn't see any crime of any kind going on anywhere. Uh, people weren't even, you know how you see people cutting in out of traffic here in Memphis? I didn't see any of that there. And they got a lot of traffic there. And people, for the most part, are pretty courteous. And, uh, all the restaurants, they couldn't have been nicer. And the longest wait we had was two hours to get it at Bochamps, which is a great place. if you've Never been there. It's uh, named after a champion, uh, black lab. And, uh, it's a huge place. And, uh, we went there and went to another place called, uh, Cantina Laredo, which is there in Destin. I think it's a chain, but, uh, it was, I thought that was very good. And, uh, where else did we go? We went to uh, I went to several places ate at the uh at the condominiums have a restaurant right there. Uh I will tell you that getting drinks on the beach ain't cheap. It was seventeen dollars for a uh, pina colada. My wife ordered one at the bar before we went down to the beach and to take with her and or you get them to bring it to you. And so the woman goes, she goes, How much? She, she goes, goes, Seventeen dollars. My wife handed her twenty, and goes, keep it <laughs> There's not enough left to do anything with but tip. So it, it it's not a an inexpensive place to go, but I don't think anything is. You stay home and so there's nothing inexpensive. You, know, you go to the store, it's like everything is now $5. Uh, I don't care whether it's a bag of potato chips. Cereal's really expensive because of the sugar. And um, it's uh, like uh, you go to, we, let, we got, went by, Panera Bread to get some stuff on the way out of town. And, uh, you know, just breakfast, it was like 50 bucks for all of us to get some kind of little sandwich to drive out of town with. But, uh, and then the other thing that happened that was kind of interesting, I was on on the way up, I always put it in uh, Google uh, Maps, and it always takes us uh, from Memphis to Tupelo to Birmingham down to Montgomery, down to uh, Destin. And, And that's the way we went this time. So going back, I just put the our home address, and I thought it was going to be the same route back. Except before we got to Birmingham, it had us take a left, and I'm going, well, this didn't seem right, and I'm driving along on these two-lane roads and going to towns I've never heard of before. And We are headed west, so that's good. We're headed back in the direction of uh, Mississippi, and what it had to do is take us clear across the state of uh, Alabama through these little towns, and they weren't the best neighborhoods. I will say that. And then we get to come out and uh, go through Cleveland, Mississippi, and then we took a ride at Cleveland and went up to Tupelo, then took a left at, to Tupelo, and it brought us back the way we came. I don't know if it was because uh, there was heavy backup traffic on the interstates outside Birmingham or Montgomery. It doesn't tell you why it's going to change. It. it just does. And uh, so if there's a f- flaw at all in that whole process, I think – you really need to stop and look at the whole route and see exactly where it goes and before you embark on it, and then uh, kind of just force your way along, and it'll say it'll reroute you. Um, there's another one I think called Waze, and it will it will tell you what's going on. But then it also took us on a wild goose chase the last time we went to Florida. Ended up going uh, over to Pensacola by this Air Force base, or that's where it was heading. I don't know how that happened, but. It may have been because of an accident we didn't know about, but uh, it was uh, it, 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 GPS is great when it works, but it can also double check. And I've had it happen a number of times where you think you're going someplace, you put it in and you're done, you say, this doesn't seem right. And then you stop and look at it and go, it, expand your picture and see where it's taking you. And you go, well, that's not where i going at all. So just be aware of that, that uh, it ain't perfect. Uh, we were talking earlier about the immigration situation, and uh, this is an article by Fox News. It said he's done nothing to make it but make it worse. Americans grade Biden on the border crisis. Americans of the Lone Star State graded President Biden's performance handling the border crimes following the new record-breaking single-day migrant crossings. Um, and I said that uh, well, I saw today were six percent. Of Republicans think Joe's doing a good job. Sixty-one percent of Democrats think he's a good job, but there's an old term. It was called a yellow dog Democrat, which meant they would vote for even a yellow dog, <laughs> old yeller, uh, if it was a Democrat, and that's evidently still true. Uh, but in, down in Texas, uh, they're saying that uh, said one guy said, "I think Biden has a lot on his plate." Uh, the migration crisis is not high on its plate at the moment. And uh, Title 42 allowed U.S. officials to quickly expel migrants of specific countries without letting them seek asylum. But the policy implemented during the Trump administration to reduce the spread of COVID expired in May 11. Border authorities encountered more than 10,000 migrants per day for the three days ahead of Title 42's termination, breaking the record for a single-day border crossings. Customs and border protection sources told Fox News, by comparison, Border Patrol agents on average encountered just under 7,000 migrants per day over the past year. So it really increased there. And I think they're all waiting to see what happens to these folks. Because they, they give them new cell phones when they come across. And what they do is they, they dump all their clothing and their IDs and everything. Because they want to say that, they don't want want you to know who they are. Because if you've got a criminal record and you can got their name And You can trace back to where they are, so they get rid of everything, their clothes, any extra clothes at all. uh, And then when they go through the process, they give them new shoes, new clothes, uh, a new cell phone, a a debit card that's loaded with cash. I don't know how much, and I don't want us to know how much. And then they take them wherever they want to go. In fact, I even heard before I went out of town that they were actually driving buses across the border to load the buses up and bring them across the border. You already have to swim the river that they're bringing them in our own government. So uh, it's a tricky situation, and uh, I don't know where it's going to end, but it is tantamount to an invasion of uh, people from all over the world coming here without any kind of a process other than just they come across. They're not checking them for disease. They're not checking them for COVID. They're not checking them for tuberculosis. And then they just put them on buses and airplanes and taking them all over the country, and they're not warning anybody that may be on those buses other than the individuals that are with them coming across the border, when they put them on the airplane, and I think one of the things was these things called scabies, which if they sit on the seat and you sit on the seat after them, you're going to get the scabies too. And then they're putting them up in hotels all over the place. So uh, it'll be interesting to see the far-reaching effects of the health problems that develop because of all this. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Stay with us. And welcome back. Uh, I do want to report another accident. This one is on uh, 385 east of Ridgeway Road, eastbound lanes, uh, reported at 412. Uh, and so be aware of that one. There's also one at Ridgeway Loop over there, the exit off of Poplar and Poplar Pike, and another one at Covington Pike uh, near Raleigh Grange. Um, otherwise, uh, just a slowdown on Poplar Avenue. It's about 22 minutes uh, making it down uh poplar avenue uh right there at walnut grove on both east or north and south of walnut grove they've got uh always a slowdown there this time of day. So just keep that in mind uh, otherwise things are cooking along pretty good i uh uh Diller, are you on tiktok do you do tiktok
2: i scroll you know i find some funny videos
1: and just kind of but do you ever put any post anything no or, no no yeah. no well, it says the TikTok has now filed a federal lawsuit against uh, Montana, the state of Montana, after it passed a law last week intended to ban the app from being downloaded within its borders. The widely expected lawsuit argues the banning a hugely popular social media app amounts to illegal suppression of free speech, tantamount to censorship. I live with this. Chinese are doing. They're saying they're using their own laws against us to say we can do anything we want because that's, a, that's censorship if you try to stop us, and I guess in a way it is. Lawyers for the Chinese-owned TikTok also argue that the national security threat raised by officials in Montana is not something the state officials can attempt to regulate, since foreign affairs and national security matters are a federal issue, which would be the Biden administration. <laughs> Now, yeah, do you think the Biden administration going do anything to to choke down anything that comes from China? That has anything to do with China? Uh, they haven't so far. The weather balloons seem to be able to to uh, trans, uh, fly the United States over every military installation we had uh, absorbing data along the way. And they held off shooting it down until it got out over the Atlantic after it finished its its run. Uh, anything else China does, uh, nothing happens. They didn't have, they shot that plane down, that balloon or whatever it was, and then they contend all along it was just a weather balloon. So I don't expect anything to happen here. It says, we're challenging Montana's unconstitutional TikTok ban to protect our business and the hundreds of thousands of TikTok users in Montana. TikTok said in a statement, we believe our legal challenge will prevail based on the exceedingly strong set of precedents in the facts. The Tech Talk has launched what it calls Project Texas in response to the theoretical concerns about the Chinese government potentially using the app to harvest data on Americans and even spy on US, U.S. citizens. The $1.5 billion data security plan created in collaboration with an Austin-based software company, Oracle, would keep Americans' data stored in the U.S. servers and be overseen by an American team, TikTok says. And none of that information will make it back to China, okay? Because you can trust us. How many times have we told you? You can trust the Chinese. We're good guys. Most national security experts agree that having some concern about TikTok's ties to China is warranted. Under Chinese national intelligence laws, any organization in the country must give up data to the government when requested, including personal information about a company's customers. And since Byte T-Dance, which is the company that owns TikTok, it is likely that the video-sharing app would abide by these rules if the Chinese government sought information on U.S. citizens. Yet the fears that so far remain hypothetical— There is no publicly available example of the Chinese government attempting to use TikTok as an espionage or data collection tool. TikTok has admitted that some employees based in China have used the app to track U.S. journalists who reported on on the company leaks. These employees have been fired, the company has said, and you can trust them on that. And TikTok officials claim that its new data security plan would prevent such a scenario from happening in the future. In Montana the law signed by Governor Greg uh, GM Comfort was met with criticism from groups including the American Civil Liberties Union and digital rights advocacy groups which argued the law impinges on Americans free speech and rights so which is that's what all these people the antifa people all anybody that comes to this country and wants to inflict their will on us they just do it because they, they they file suit if, if you try to crack down on them because you're infringing on their rights as uh, citizens, not even as citizens. These are a lot of times aren't even citizens of the United States, but they want the same rights as we do. And all the people coming into the country, you think they're not going to want the same rights as we got? I mean, they're giving them more money than they give our veterans. I talked to a guy yesterday uh, that said his son uh, ended up was in an cr- air crash and had a, a injury to his foot, got, ended up getting hooked on drugs. They kicked him out of the Army because he was hooked on drugs uh, that was caused by the injury he got in the Army, and they prescribed too much medicine for him. So and then they give everything to the immigrants. What are you going to do? We're going to take a break. I'll tell you what we're going to do is take a break, and we'll be right back.
0: Now, back to the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. Once again, Earl Farrell.
1: Thank you very much. Welcome back. Uh, In July of 2016, CIA Director John Brennan rushed to the White House to brief then-President Barack Obama and Joe Biden, our current president, about the alarming new evidence uncovered by American intelligence. The agency had obtained reliable information that Hillary Clinton had approved a campaign to stir up a scandal against Donald Trump by tying him to Putin and Russians. And, uh, of course, we all know how that went. Um, everybody said that he was over there, had hookers, all kinds of stuff. And as outrageously and wholly invented accusations unsupported by anything except Hillary's caravan imagination Her shrewd goal was to frame her opponent for unidentified crimes that he never committed and thereby damage or sink his candidacy. As Durham noted in his report, the despicable smear that had dual benefit of distracting from her own nagging email scandal that was dragging down her poll numbers, given its potency, the Clinton canard ranks as the dirtiest trick ever perpetrated in American, in American politics. Uh... Collectively, they can, they can conceal the, the truth of Trump's innocence as he was hounded by the constant con- condemnation and conspiring with Moscow, even though he did no such thing. On almost a daily basis, the media pronounced him guilty in the court of public opinion. Brenner and Clapper took their airways and dishonestly denounced Trump as a Russian asset, hiding what they did know. At the outset of the hoax, Hillary's devoted corte of disciples plotted to spread the line. They secretly paid a sleazy ex-foreign spy Christopher Steele to obtain Russian disinformation about Trump and composed a phony dossier. They leaked it to journalists who promptly insisted that it was true without even bothering to verify or corroborate its contents. News organizations even published the full collection of lies that was covertly bankrolled by Clinton's campaign, the Democratic National Committee. uh, Trump was impeached twice based on all this stuff. And is anybody apologizing? Is the New York Times giving back their their um, all the awards that they got? The I mean, it, the whole thing was just a big made up story, and they all act like uh, you know, uh, well, okay, we we're going to keep our award. Why not? It was good writing. It was all made up, but it was, it was well phrased, and um, we used some big words in there, so we should be able to keep it. Which uh, you can only imagine how they get away with it is. People just don't read things for themselves. They don't explore every avenue of information that's out there. And by the looks of the Tennessee's uh, new TCAP results, 60% of third graders face retention, which that means they're going to hold them back, that they're going to fail the third grade. And if they can't read then, guess. do you think they're going to be keeping up with the news? I mean, watch Fox when they go out and interview people on the streets, Coney Island, anywhere. Then ask him just simple questions like, who was the first president? Who, who did we fight in World War II or World War I? Uh, who were the Yankees in, in the Civil War? Who were the Confederates? You know, none of them, really, a, a damn thing. As we continue our work to deliver strong reading skills, this is according to uh, the uh, state, uh, every student we're committed to giving families multiple pathways that will support student promotion and achievement. Uh, The Tennessee Department of Education released statewide averages uh, for the spring 2023 Tennessee Comprehensive Academic Program, TCAP. The state DOE says the third graders showed significant improvement in English language arts, including the largest increase in a single year of third graders whose ELA scores met or exceeded expectations since Tennessee updated the ELA academic standards in 2017. 40% of third graders Students scored proficient in ELA at 4.3 percentage points increase the previous year. The largest percentage of third grade students scoring in the top performance category in over a decade with overall proficiency growing by almost eight percentage points in 2021 decreases impacted by the pandemic. But uh, still, they still have the numbers of uh, 60% of the third graders face uh, retention. Uh, So, I don't know if they're saying they face retention. That has to be, yeah, they're holding them back. Uh, But they're pointing out all the good things that came out. But there is shown improvement for many of the students, but obviously not enough. Uh, I do think that they ought to be able to take, I think they say it's $7,000 a year that you pay in taxes to send your kids to your public school wherever you live. That's here in the Memphis area, Tennessee. You should be able to... That's your tax money that you're paying in, whether they go to public school or not.
0: Uh,
1: One of our kids... Well, both of them went to private school through grade school, and then my daughter... (coughs) Excuse me. Went to uh, Houston High School, middle school, then Houston High School. She just didn't like private school. She just wanted to go to a regular school. My son went all the way through Briarcrest, and we paid a lot to send him to Briarcrest. And then when my daughter was going to Houston... And uh, Kathy came around and said, oh, yeah, she gets a laptop. And then I said, so what do we owe? Nothing. We don't owe anything for that stuff? <laughs> no. And she ended up going on and graduating at the top of her class uh, with the 4.0 from Houston Time. Went on, got scholarships, music, two music scholarships at Mississippi State, and graduated summa cum laude and had a great education. So did my son. He also graduated from uh, Mississippi State. And uh, so they got a great education, but not everybody has schools that like uh, Houston High was just down. That's part of Germantown school system uh, when they were going there. I guess it was still technically it was Germantown, but it was uh, a great school. I mean, and I didn't know this, that uh, in sororities and, of course, fraternities, I don't think they care. What kind of great you have? At least they didn't seem to care with me. I said, are, are you a fun guy to hang out with? But with the girls, academia is very important. And they rank each girl by where they went to school. So even if you made straight A's, you don't get the uh, the credit for going to a top-notch school and getting credit uh, that you would if you went to another school. And uh, But Houston High has scored as any, high as any of the top private schools in Memphis, which is, was pretty cool. And hopefully they're still that way. But you should also be able to go and take your $7,500 a year. And if you want to put your kid in a private school and supplement, if it's not enough, supplement the rest of it out of your own pocket, you should be able to do that. It's your money. Why is, it, why is the government in, in that business in the first place? I mean, back in the day when you had a one-room schoolhouse, that was it. There wasn't anything else available. <clears throat> but as time has marched on, and now there's all kinds of different opportunities for people out there. And... It's your money. I mean, why should, why should they give it to the um, the school board of, in Memphis City Schools or the Germantown Schools or the Collierville Schools if you want to pay to send your child to some other school? It's your child. I think they that's one of the things they want to do is take your rights away from where you want to send your your child, even though it's your money that's paying for it. And uh, you'll do what they say, and especially the National Educate uh, Education Union, Teachers Union, they, they're the ones that kept all the kids out of school because they said it wasn't safe for their teachers to go back. They didn't care about that. They just didn't want to go to school. And the teachers that did show up were working a couple of hours a day doing everything remotely with Zoom. None of the kids learned anything. And there's a whole generation of kids that are going to suffer because of that. I don't think they'll ever catch up. I mean, it, it's been proven that if kids miss out, especially in the formative years, they don't get all the basic stuff that you build your pyramid of education on. Uh, math skills science skills reading writing arithmetic if you don't get a good base and all those then you can just pop back in say in the fifth sixth or seventh grade you don't even know what the hell they're talking about you're sitting there going wait, wait, what decimal points nobody said anything about decimal points percentages and uh, run-on sentences what, what 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 is this language they're coming up with and so i think that uh I they really do think it's part of the dumbing down of America, the the uh, taking away the military strength. I mean, the, every I don't see anything happening in this country right now that is building this country up. Everything about that's going on, uh, involving the federal government, whether it's transportation, whether it's um, on the ground, in the air, whether it's uh, our highways, uh, all of it. I don't see one single thing that anybody's doing that's making things better. Uh, they are trying to do something about it, They're trying to impeach uh, and, uh because of the situation down on the border. For his whole term, he said it's all under control, there's no problem. If it keeps going like this, it'll end up being 10 million people that would have come into this country under the Biden launch. 10 million. And their whole thing is to get them all in and hope because they gave them all free stuff and they came in, they'll... They'll vote Democrat from now on, and there'll never be another Republican and be in office uh, ever again. Uh, What would be the hilarious part is that most of these people are very conservative. They're very family oriented, except for the criminals. Uh, And there are plenty of them that are getting in. But most of the people, and Trump uh, showed a tremendous improvement in the number of people, (coughs) excuse me, that are. they have come to this country, work hard, want their kids to have a good education, and uh, want law and order, and are, are right there with, with the rest of us. And uh, yet, uh, you know, you got the other side saying, "Nah, they don't want that. We tell tell them what they want. Anyway, uh, we just got to stay on it, and I continue to do it from my point, and you need to continue to do it from your point. We're going to take a quick break, then we'll come back and wrap things up. grooving on a Sunday afternoon. Except it ain't Sunday, but we're grooving. Marjorie Taylor Green, who is uh, the woman who also is asking that uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, end up uh, starting impeachment proceedings against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Uh, GOP Representative Marjorie. Taylor Green, who has a long call to remove Yorkers from office over problems with the southern border, met with McCarthy on Monday to make her case for why the House GOP should pursue impeachment now. So in retaliation, uh, they've come out, it says, Marjorie Taylor Green defends her boyfriend after old drag video goes viral. So she called it so stupid. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Green called liberal haters so stupid after an activist group posted a video of her boyfriend dressed in with drag during a Dallas morning TV cast. Here's the thing about how things have changed. Used to, if... if remember uh, oh, the guy that, on the Today Show uh, that uh, did the uh, the weather for years? Uh, every once in a while, you know, they put on a wig. Milton Berle used to put on a wig, dress up like ugly women, they did it in uh, in the great movie about the South, South Pacific, where they all all the sailors dressed up with coconut bras and stuff. Nobody ever considered that drag. It was just uh, they were dressed up like women for whatever reason. Anyway, he did it during a Dallas morning newscast. <clears throat> Excuse me, the 48-year-old Republican congresswoman from Georgia who responded to critics who branded her a hypocrite after the anti-drag politician's new bow was seen. And an old uh, Willard Scott. Thank you, Angie. She's uh, my brain. <laughs> Mine's not working. Uh, Willard Scott. I mean, he was also the first Ronald McDonald clown, and but nobody said anything to him about being a clown. You were able to do whatever you wanted. I mean, people just, you know. But they turned this whole drag thing into something else. It's an indoctrination thing, and it has nothing to do with just funny. He's dressed up like a woman. What an ugly broad. Um. Uh, but he was seen in an old WFAA newscast, which is one of the, the ABC affiliate there in Dallas, wearing a pink dress and a blonde wig. Uh, he says, I'm literally l- lolling, she wrote on a Twitter Sunday, that's left so stupid. The left is so stupid, the clip had gone viral after Patriot takes a left-wing Twitter account, posted a clip of her new beau, Brian Glenn, dressed in drag for a newscast. I'm kicking these shoes off, but I may keep the pantyhose on, Glenn said in a broadcast, taking uh, taken at an unknown time. It does feel kind of good, actually. Green's critic called the couple hypocrites due to the congresswoman's uh, position on drag shows. She's argued that drag performers should be banned for children. Green explained on the Twitter that her boyfriend, uh, dressed in drag for a morning newscast in Dallas years ago, reporting for an upcoming local theater production, And he looks like Mrs. Dalfire, and but would anybody think Mrs. Dalfire was something that you wouldn't let your kids go see? No, because everybody knew what the deal was. She was trying to get a job as a as a soap opera star, and she dressed up like that. and Ended up getting a job as the uh, as her own children's. Which I don't see how. Listen, I dressed up with in the Santa Claus outfit when my kids were little. My daughter took one look at me, she goes, "Daddy." (laughs) So even if you got a wig and rouge and everything else on. Talk like this. I mean, I think your own kids are going to be able to see that, but it was just a harmless little story. And so, you know, but they're going to go bazonkers no matter what. Glenn, now the programming director at Right Side Broadcasting Network, claimed it was all in good fun. Things I did for morning show television loved it, and so did the FAA and FAA Daybreak viewers, he wrote, in Twitter. It's a good thing I have sense of humor. Glenn also referred to WNBA star Brittany Griner as a man on Monday. Griner is a woman. <laughs> so you're not going to win no matter what. Green has been outspoken about her views on the transgender LGBT plus communities. In June, she ins- in- insinuated that children were being exposed to inappropriate situations at the drag performances across the country without citing any specific examples. What's the difference in children stuffing cash on a drag queen's bra and a stripper's bra? Nothing It's wrong and it's inappropriate, she said. Green also accused liberals of using IRS agents to target Trump voters who refuse to support drag queen storyline for children. We do know that uh, people who have testified against the, the uh, Trump administration have had IRS agents show up at the door the next day so, and we know what they've done with the FBI, the CIA, Homeland Security, <clears throat> and everybody else. Uh, you know, it's whatever the whatever they need to do to reach their goals or put people, shut people down from talking. I mean, they've fired the entire investigative team. For the IRS, they're investigating uh, Hunter Biden because somebody leaked out uh, the information about what was going on. And so, if Trump had done any of those things. Why, they would have impeached him. (laughs) Needless to say, they took care of business anyway, uh, with not even that much. Uh, It will be interesting to see uh, this campaign as it develops, and whether Joe will ever even embark on it. We played that clip of him earlier with his gibberish. So, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting year, and we're ready for it. That's our show for today. Thanks for tuning in. You can catch all of us uh, on our podcast, mine as well. Also, uh, we got Jim Miller with uh, Commander Chuck with traffic, and Todd DeMurs with the weather coming right up. So stay tuned. We'll see you tomorrow.